Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi everyone, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to my new show, Metaphysics of View Through the Veil. Today we're going to talk about the flow of spirit. Flow of spirit is really that time in your life when everything just comes together. Sometimes you know when it's happening, sometimes you don't know until you look backwards and you realize that everything came together and flowed and it was pure synchronicity. Brenda Blythe is going to join us today and she's going to share with us her amazing story of Flow of Spirit and how it changed her life. But before I bring Brenda in, I want to tell you a little bit about me and the goal of my show, Metaphysics of You Through the Veil. I spent the first half of my work and life in corporate America and the second half running my own business. So throughout my life, I had psychic hits and experiences. I'm sure many, many, many of you do too. Um, So I knew it was part of me. I knew when my business world was done, I would come into this world full time, which I've done. I am now a psychic who uses a vibration of your birth name to connect with your spirit. All information I give to anyone who's asking is from their own spirit. Your spirit can go anywhere. We can look at what's going on in your life now, your past lives, uh, pet communication. We can, I'm a medium, we can talk to people on the other side. Um, So your spirit really can look at anything and is the one who wants to give you the information. Over the next 13 weeks of my show, I want to share what I've learned and been able to see through the veil. It's been an adventure for me as well. And I want to bring on guests that will also share what they see. I want to show how metaphysics is available to everyone and how to use it for a deeper understanding and an advantage in their lives. And now I want to tell you a little bit more about Brenda before I bring her in. Brenda, she's got a fantastic story. Brenda has a degree in horticulture and has been a professional in that field for many years. She grew up on a farm in the Midwest, uh, beginning her deep connection with plants and animals. And as you'll see and hear, rather, (laughs) during her story, um, you'll see how that connection even became enhanced through the flow of spirit. So, Brenda... I'd love to bring you in. Hi, Barb. How are you? Thanks I'm so great. much for joining me. Oh, thank you for I'm having me. show, too. <laughs> yes, I'm honored. This is awesome. Thank you so much. So, Brenda, the, the, when you told me the story first, you started out, the first words out of your mouth actually stopped me cold. And I was riveted from there on in. So, you know... Go for it. Start with those first words again. Okay. (laughs) Well, I found myself face-to-face looking down the barrel of a gun. Um, And it was my husband at the time. 
I had found myself in an abusive relationship and I did not know what to do. As I'm standing there facing that gun, he's clicking and jacking the gun and nothing is coming out, nothing. And I hear a voice in my right ear and it said, run. This voice I've heard many times in my life. And so I kind of was like, well, he can shoot me in the back as sure as he can shoot me in the chest. So I ran, grabbed my keys, ran out, got in my truck and my dog was waiting for me at my truck. So we both jump in, he's still coming after me, jacking the gun, clicking the trigger, and I was able to leave. I go into the top of the hill and call the police. So after I got to the police station and everything um, uh, started the process, they, an officer came to me with a gun and he asked me to uh, ID it, and I did, and he said, I said, he said, I don't, you don't realize how lucky you are. There are 16 bullets jammed in the barrel. That's where it began. Truly, it really began right there. Um, and within the next two years, I worked through getting a divorce and with the criminal charges against him. And I had to decide what I was going to do. I was I going to stay there and be afraid for the rest of my life? What was I going to do? Well, my oldest son was being uh, deployed to Iraq for 18 months. And my youngest and I went out and visited him. And during his, the time out there, he was telling me how uh, him and his wife were going to have to put their home in a management company and, uh, you know, put everything in storage. They had bought a home out there and she was going to go back home to the East Coast while he was gone. So I came back and I just had the feeling that that's where I should go. So I called my son and I asked him, how about your mom watching your house for you? He said, that would be perfect. I don't have to hire anyone. You can take care of my home. And who better to do that than my mother? So everything just fell into place right there. I drove. I packed everything I had the day after my divorce. Sold everything I had. Packed my car and drove out to Washington State. Never been there. Knew no one. And it was just what I needed to do. Um, once I got the day I got there, my daughter-in-law, her father, they were headed out, flying out to go back to Virginia. And it was just exact perfect timing. So I spent, um, I guess, about the next 16, 17 months looking for work, trying to find my place out there. And I really did have post-traumatic stress. Didn't know it, didn't realize it. It was just, um, I was always feeling on the edge. Um, so I did make acquaintances. Uh, I wasn't successful in finding really good concrete work. Um, I was working part-time with a girl cleaning homes. And one day we were driving down um, this beautiful road in Olympia, Washington. 
Um, and it was, there were, the ocean was on both sides. There were old growth trees and we were going to a client to clean their house. And um, at the end of the road was Steamboat Island. It was so beautiful out there. So anyway, um, on our way driving through, I was looking and I said, I could live here. I could live here. And she kind of looked over and she said, I bet you could. <laughs> I don't know if you could afford this. So, you know, I just kind of left. And um, on our way back, she said, have you found any an apartment or anything? And I said, no, not yet. I haven't really looked. And so we saw a real estate sign. And she said, well, I know a girl that works there. You want to give her a call? And I said, we should start somewhere. So I called her and I told her what I was in need of. Well, I didn't have a lot of money. I had a bird and a cat, um, and I had no furniture. And so she was telling me about the places. I said, those really aren't really good fit for me. She said, well, we have this one place. It's not been advertised. It's never been lived in except for by the owners. It is very rustic. It's furnished, and you have to have a four-wheel drive to get there. And I said, when can I see this place? She goes, um, tomorrow. Um, one other thing, it's um, on the Puget Sound, on the water, and it's $500 a month. Now, this was back in 2008, but even then, that was <laughs> unbelievable. So I set up a meeting. Um, so I met her, got, and it was on Steamboat Island. I had to just turn off the, that road and went down and met her. And we came to the dirt road where it was. And as we turned in, everything changed. It was like I entered into a magical world. The whole scenery changed. It was all old growth spruce and... Um, it, the whole forest, the land was covered with great um, ferns, and they were probably chest high. They were, it was just beautiful. And I'm, we're going down this little curvy road, and off to the right, another road goes, and you can see the brick house where the owners are, and it's kind of on, up on the bluff. And then we go to the left, and we go right between these old-growth trees. And so the bluff kind of raises up to the right as we're going down this road and uh, it, there's a drop off to the left when, and then these trees are down there and we're going down, down and it's a dirt road and I see why you need a four-wheel drive. Um, but it's, we're going down and all of a sudden the trees just break open and there's the Puget Sound and I see this beautiful blue cabin and it's just everything's green and glorious. And so we pull over and I mean, I can't help but say it is blue. <sighs> Why? I just, it's just, it was just awe-inspiring. So we got out, we went down there, looked in. Well, I wanted it for sure. It was very rustic. I didn't care. It was made of some of the trees there on the property. Uh, the man that built it, um, he built it by himself. And he's the only one that ever lived there. And he had since passed. Um, the water would come underneath the house. It was, it was an, um, 
on pillars. So I lived there for uh, two, two and a half years or so, and I fell in love with the place. I, it was so quiet, so peaceful, the ocean, the everything, the sailboats. I would walk down the beaches, and I'd never been in anything like this before. I walked down the beaches. It was agate beaches. You could pick up agates off the beach. There were all kinds of wildlife. And there, there was one thing that was in front of the beach that I'd never seen before. And I asked the neighbors, and the landlord actually told me that it was gooey ducks that they farmed on the beaches. And they have these PVC pipes that they hammer down into the sand. And they're in grids of, I don't know, 500 each. Um, into the tide. So you don't really see them until the tide goes out. So there, it takes four years for them to mature. And a gooey duck is just a giant clam, giant clam. It's bigger than your hand. It's huge. Well, I was told they were natives and they are, but not those. Those are hybrids. Those are grown to manufacture. These are not native clams. But it was still, I thought it was, you know, it was interesting. It was amazing. It was really cool. They would shoot spouts and, you know, it was just very, very unusual. So my beat, I'm sorry. Brenda, I'm, I'm from the East Coast. Uh-huh. I've never been to Puget Sound or Washington, really. So I can't even imagine what this looks like. Is it salt water? Is it um, mm-hmm. fresh water? It it's salt water. It it's not water. like the ocean ocean because it's in a sound so you still get the tides but you don't get the ocean rolling in like it's like a bay then yes yes exactly okay yeah Mm -hmm. and and is it um i mean you can see to the other side is it all wooded around i can see to i could see to the other side i had a view to the uh capital in olympia to the right and my most beautiful thing that I saw every morning, every day of my life was Mount Rainier. It was just magnificent right in front of my face across the bay. What a beautiful cabin to end up oh, with. It, it, was, it was magical. It really was. To have coffee every morning looking at that. Oh, mm-hmm. my Lord. And it was like a parade. The animals would come through. I learned, you know, that different species of ducks would come by and they would swim and dive. And um, I learned the different species. And um, and these people rented this cabin out all the time? Did I lose you, Brenda? Don't leave. Well, if you're going to leave me, this is a good place to leave me, sitting on the beach in my imagination. Sitting oh, on I'm the back. Beach. Oh, you're back. And I'm, I'm back. enjoying yeah. the beach on Puget Sand. <laughs> I had my whole world going. <laughs> Did they often rent this cabin? Did you just? Never, never. Never. So I was you, the first person to rent that cabin. So when it came to you, it was really for you. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. The first person to rent that cabin. That alone yeah. is amazing. It is. It really and, is. And not knowing the people, that's usually something that will, some, you know somebody who, and you didn't know anybody. It just no. came to you. Not and at all. That is the flow of spirit. Absolutely. And on that beach, one of the most beautiful things that I found was, were sand dollars. And I had never seen a live sand dollar. 
I haven't was, seen one either. Yeah. What does the sand dollar look like? Um, well, you usually see them white, and they're they look like you know a dollar. There's you know they're kind of flat round. and white. Yes, and round. Yeah. And they have you know like an imprint on the front, and then their mouth is on the back. Their mandibles—they're just beautiful. But mm. that, if you see a white one, that's their skeleton. They are already. I dead. think I've seen that. Yes. I think I've seen that. That you know you can find those, but to find the live ones, they're purple. Oh my God! I would love to glorious. see that. Yeah, dark, dark purple, and they're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in a bed, and they're just—it's—they have to be in the certain atmosphere, you know, to to flourish and grow. And so I would walk down to the bed every day, and um, there were eagles, and um, there were killer whales. Are and they? The, are they in the water or under the sand, like clams? They, they're right on top of the sand, but they live in kind of they live in the water that's how they feed it's in the water but at low tide they're still okay they don't have to be underwater Mm -hmm. so they get exposed that's how i saw them no okay 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 so now i'm on the beach i'm i'm with you all the way here (laughs) i can almost feel the water is it cold or or oh it's very cold (laughs) oh is it okay (laughs) but you know you can kayak if you have a wetsuit i would go scoot or um snorkeling and you know yeah it was it was a divine place yeah i mean my neighbors would raise oysters they'd have oyster beds and and oysters grew naturally i could go down and actually pick what Mm. i wanted for Mussels or oysters? What do I want? Right. So, right. But wow. Anyway, yeah, it was awesome. So I would come home. I was so blessed. <laughs> I actually, that cabin allowed me to heal. I really believe that's one reason why I was gifted that cabin. Because of all that I had been through, the betrayal that I, I had never experienced anything like that. And the fear and I was able to truly meditate, study, learn about myself, question, because I had, I was, it was me, it was my life, and I had to take responsibility for the, my choices. So I learned so much. I healed so much. And I landscape. I started landscaping out there. I, brought, I think we've lost Brenda again. But again, I'm on the beach, so I'm happy. <laughs> and I'm not doing the work of the landscape and even happier. But um, yeah, so sitting on the, the porch, oh, I'm assuming she's uh, you're back. I'm still on your beach. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was able to establish myself a little bit and I got my landscaping going. I uh, was running estates. I took care of all animals, their their gardens, their orchards, everything. It was just, I was really in heaven, truly. Okay, and, you know, um, before, because I want to stay on this beach a little longer here. Okay. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and take a break for a commercial here. All right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? 
Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm sitting here with uh, Brenda Blythe on the beach, on the Puget Sound. And Brenda has been telling us what a wonderful, beautiful cabin that she has right on the beach of Puget Sound. And I'm going to give it to her now to, to um, take up her story again. Well, I guess I was um, talking about landscaping and what I had kind of turned my life into and healing. And that, that beach was so peaceful and I mean the water the animals everything and um, I'd come home after hard working hard landscaping's pretty tough and you know taking care but it felt great so I'd come home I'd make a meal and there were windows all the way around so I could see the ocean I could see down the beach both ways and so I'm walking around and I see the Guiduk workers and they're doing something unusual I had never seen them do before I've seen them harvest I've seen them do all kinds of things, but they were using wheelbarrows going back and forth from the water to the high side of the tide, the beach. And and I'm like, what are they doing? So I went ahead and I finished my meal and they left and um, I went ahead, it got dark, I went to bed. And in the middle of the night, my voice came again and it said, it's the sand dollar. And I jumped up, I grabbed my boots, my flashlight, and I ran down the beach. It was low tide. 
And I ran down to the sand dollars and they weren't in their space anymore. They had dug up every one of those sand dollars with the wheelbarrows and dumped them on the high side of the beach to die. And I didn't know then, um, but it was to plant more gooey duck. And I didn't understand. I could hear them. I could hear them crying. And I, all I could do was just fall down by them and cry too. So I finally went back home. I could hear them. I could truly hear them. And so I went back home. And the next day I sat down and I wrote a letter from my heart. Because I couldn't understand why they would do that. Why not go around them? Why not go further down the beach? Um, anyway, I wrote this letter and I sent it to everyone I knew. I sent it to my all my friends that I made there. I sent it to the health department, to the mayor, to the governor. I sent it to every state representative, to the congressman. I sent it to the health department, the fish and wildlife. I sent it to the Sierra Club. Anybody that would read it, I was hoping somebody would do something. So um, I called the Fish and Wildlife to see if it was legal for them to do that. You know, I figured they just committed genocide against these the species that meant no harm. I mean, it's part of the balance of our nature and the beauty. And the officer that I spoke with, he just... He said that there were no regulations and there were no answers, but that letter didn't fall on deaf ears. And I had a Senator at my beach and she said, I'm not here, but I'm here. And then my friend that I was, uh, well, she was my client that I was working on her estate. She was connected with the Sierra club and she, uh, educated me on these gooey duck and what the, was happening and, and the whole harvesting and how it was harming our, our waters and our lands there. And she had been fighting against this for so long, but they're big. It's big, big corporations. And uh, basically the gooey duck, they don't even hit the beaches of the United States after they're harvested. They get loaded up and sent to Japan and they're on display for right alongside the rhino horns and the tiger penises for an aphrodisiac. And they sell them for $100 a piece. So all of that, and they kill. It, it's just greed and money. And so hey, it hey, was Brenda, I want to go back to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to go back to the beach. How did the... The rest of nature respond. Was there a response from nature? Well, once I raised my head and I said, why? It was breaking my heart. So actually, um, nature did show up. Um, I had some of the most amazing things happen after that. Uh, I was sitting outside on my picnic table. And there were little birds that came and landed on the table and just started talking to me and just kept talking to me and talking to me. And then otters would come in my yard. Now, this wasn't all in one day, 
But while I'm there, it, otters would come up and sit in my yard, not afraid. The um, deer would come into my yard. And one doe actually allowed me to take pictures of her while she was nursing her twin fawns right in front of me. The eagles would land on the cabin. Uh, it was just like they were there for me. They were saying, thank you. Don't, you know, we need a voice. We need a voice. And one day as I was sitting on my porch, um, there was a whale that um, surfaced and blew. And I, I looked and it was a gray whale. And he was there for three days in front of my cabin. And I didn't think much of it at the time. I thought he was just hunting. And my neighbor was walking down the beach one day that has lived there most of his life and and I said, did you see the gray whale? And he's like, Brenda, gray whales don't come in this bay. Only the killer whales. It's too small for the, bay, for the gray whales. And at that very moment, actually, at that very moment, that whale came up and blew right in front of the cabin. And he saw it. So there were, I mean, there were things that don't normally happen all around me. And so I spoke to my uh, landlord and told him what I had done about my letter, sending it out, asking for help. And he was an older gentleman. He was about 80 years old. And he said, Brenda, you need to pick your battles. And I said, this picked me. I did what any human on this earth should do and just ask the question, is this, we shouldn't do this. Is this legal? And he decided that I shouldn't live there anymore, and he evicted me, and I had 14 days to leave, 14 days. I was crushed. I couldn't believe this was happening. I hadn't done anything wrong. with you. Yes. I just, I couldn't believe it. And so I reached out to my friends. I was trying to, 14 days. I, I had no money put back for a home. I, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what I was going to do. Two weeks was nothing. So my friends rallied around me. I was able to find a really beautiful uh, organic farm to move to. Um, I was able to pull money together enough to uh, rent it. I moved. Uh, and one day, um, and it had been, you know, I'd kind of settled in and, and dealt with, you know, what was happening. And one day a friend of mine called me and, um, well, yeah, a friend of mine from the Sierra club and asked me uh, if I was attending one of their, um, gatherings, uh, it was, they were going to have one about pollution in the ocean. I said, absolutely. I'll be there. So I showed up and they're like, Brenda, come over here. You need a Sierra Club cup. And I went over and they had dedicated a cup to the sand dollars. And it says, take a stand for the sand dollar. And they had a card on there with a picture of the sand dollars on my beach. And they told my story. And then there was a young man that had wrote some music about the Puget Sound and about all the animals and the creatures there. And it was just such a beautiful night and a gift I'll never forget. 
So another friend of mine a little while later called me and said it, asked me if I'd been to the Puget Sound lately. Or I'm sorry, been and seen the cabin lately. And I told her, no, I don't go down there. And uh, it was a little too painful. And she sent me a picture. And you know those beautiful old growth trees that were on top of that bluff? They fell on that beautiful blue cabin and destroyed it. So now no one else could live there. So I know now there was a reason I came. I came to heal. And not only me, but I was there a voice for the animals also. And when I left, I had to leave. I had to leave or I wouldn't be here today. And through all of that, each step, spirit was absolutely opening doors for me, being there for me and allowing me to heal my heart. Not only did it allow you to heal, it, it, from what you've told me, it brought you to a higher level with nature that you could actually hear nature like you heard those sand dollars. Yes. You could now hear nature talk to you when they when they needed something, when you needed something. Yes. It was it became a communication. And um you oh, what a great gift. About bring in when it's time to bring in the plants that say, Oh, wow. time, it's time, come get me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then also how to heal. Well uh, about there your- Yes, once when once I moved to the organic farm, uh, of course I planted. I made a beautiful, beautiful uh, labyrinth garden, and I had decided to adopt a dog, and he was not real healthy. He had a lot of sores on his stomach, and you know he was just kind of uh, neglected. And so I brought him home, and I tried everything. I tried the vet's medicines. I tried everything, and I was standing at the kitchen sink looking out at my garden and they spoke and they said use us use us and so I went out and I followed their lead I listened and I I harvested the plants that were speaking to me I came in I had some beeswax and I did an infusion with these plants and I applied it to my dog Raven, and in three days his sores had healed. Now that was an amazing gift, along with healing, and and changing patterns in life that kind of ending you up with a gun pointed at you. <laughs> yes, um, and then healing through that, and and getting away the fear, and then bringing you to the point that. You could hear nature. You were so one with nature, you could hear nature. And then you returned that favor by bringing it to the attention of everyone that we're sacrificing the sand dollars for a market in Japan. I'm sure the people who have that market aren't loving me, but (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, that's what a gift. What a gift. And yes. I know you use that gift now when you make salves. And um, I, you had told me about using um, 
making gifts, making salves, you listen to the herbs, and then you bring in the sun and the full moon in the infusion to, to complete that salve, to make that salve. And yes. I know you sell them. You told me you sell them on your website, which is, um, and I'm going to give your website here a little plug. Okay. Um, SoLunaInfusion.com. And that's S-O-L-U-N-A-I-N-F-U-S-I-O-N.com. And um, I mean, what a gift. And what a gift you can bring to other people as well. Yes. But uh, returning... I'm sorry, go ahead. Just returning to the earth, get, you know, getting my attention again. You know, I, wa I was connected as a child and as a young person, and then life happens, and you get caught up in that. And, and nature certainly wanted you back. Absolutely. Recognized your gifts and wanted you back. That was it. It was wonderful. Um, I'm going to take a moment here and uh, go to a break. And uh, we'll be right back because we want to hear more of how Brenda, how, how Brenda took all of these gifts together and brought them to here, Denver now. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Do you feel that you want more from your life but keep finding yourself in the same spot? It is time to break free from self-defeating patterns and limiting beliefs. Find out more by tuning in to Let's Talk About It with nationally recognized psychotherapist, Dr. Jamie Lacey. Learn to create healthy lifestyle choices so that you can be the best you. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. We're with Brenda uh, Bias, who has just taken us through the most amazing trip through Puget Sound, through the a gorgeous um, cabin and, and living situation that healed her soul and actually brought her back to commune with nature, something she had left when she was a kid. And, uh, but brought her back in such a way that she actually can now hear, hear nature. She's a horticulturist by profession and by degree, but it's gone so beyond that. Um, and I'm going to turn that over to Brenda. I want to tell her story, but it's hers to tell. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to Brenda now. We'll let her in. Thanks, Barb. Thank you. Um, well, I, I guess... I just want to kind of round it all up there. I was so blessed. Washington gave me so many beautiful things and I worked with drums. I worked with native Americans. I learned so much out there. There's it's just, it's full of spirit out there. You're so close to nature everywhere you turn. And I, I, I feel so blessed to have been given all of those gifts. And so I, in, in life, it has brought me here to Colorado, to Denver, um, to be with my son, which is fabulous. Um, and I'm now learning and able to start putting this back into use now. And um, I'm working with an artist and we're incorporating, bringing the healthy earth and growing food and sustainability and education. So I'm, I'm going to try and give back that way also. And we're, we're going to have Brenda back at a um, future show when, when it's time to plan sometime in April. And uh, we're going to have Brenda teach us how to listen to the garden fairies. So instead of us deciding what we're going to tell the earth to grow, we're going to listen at what the earth wants us to grow. And hopefully I'll get a real garden. <laughs> so that's coming up in April, and we'll certainly send out notices on that. Um, as, as, you know, as wonderful as Brenda's story is, awe-inspiring, really, I had a similar type of thing where um, I came from corporate America, and my journey brought me through Cincinnati, and then Missouri. And it was really, you know, I was not in the driver's seat. I always say, I'm on the train, I'm not driving. It brought me out to Denver into the natural products industry and into my own business here. So out of corporate America with that very strict laws and, you know, hard, hard, uh, businesses really brought me to a wonderful business. And it was truly the pivot of uh, spirit, the flow of spirit that gave me a pivot in my life. And um, it, it directed me, spirit directed me all the way through. I could never have charted that out. But I also want to tell you about some other stories that are flow of spirit, but they're not quite so dramatic and they're not as... Um, Pivotal. They're momentary. And these are the magic moments I really want everybody to take notice of because we all have them. And Barb, uh, 
Or, excuse me, but don't you feel that every day, I mean, every day we just have to listen and pay attention. And pay attention, yeah. Yes. Um, the, um, one of the stories I want to tell you, this is a friend told me, but uh, recently she, she was in the age to get the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, desperately wanted it and couldn't find it. I think a lot of people have gone through this. And someone that worked in a clinic I told her to drive up to her clinic, which was 17 miles away, and to be there at 4 o'clock, they close at 4.30, and maybe they would have a vaccine left over. And so she and her husband drove up, and they got there at 4. They sat in the parking lot, and at 4.30, they received a phone call from inside the clinic saying, how sorry they were that they did not have anything left over. They, they were all out, didn't have anything. And, of course, they were totally disappointed, but, you know, what can you do? You tried. So uh, they um, turned on the car, attempted to turn on the car, and were ready to leave, and the car was dead, totally dead. So they called roadside assistance, and over the next half hour, waited, waited. Nobody showed up. And they got a phone call, another phone call saying, Are, can you get back here as soon as possible? We have one dose left, but you have to get back as soon as possible or get here as soon as possible because we're going to close the clinic. She said, I'm in the parking lot. So she went in and she got her vaccine. And when she came out, if she had actually left, a half hour away, she couldn't have gotten back there. So she got her vaccine, and when they came out, again, still no roadside, but uh, someone helped jump their car, and they drove back home, 17 miles back home, and have never had another problem with that car. <laughs> Normally, when, when a car dies like that, you've got a dead battery, and after a 17-mile trip, that battery's dead, dead. You can jump it, make one trip, and it's dead. Not this. No, her car was fine. That was a flow of spirit. If she Absolutely. had left, if that car hadn't died, she would not have gotten that vaccine. Mm -hmm. So, And we have these kind of things all the time. I have another story that, um, that was given to me. I, I made a few people give me their stories for this show. And... Um, Actually, I was present at this. Uh, we were in a friend, a family friend was was passing, and we were in there, and we visited with her, and you know, a great woman, and and we were lucky to get to say our goodbyes. And um, while we were there, uh, my sister actually was with me. And she noticed what beautiful flowers. They were purple roses. And at that point, and even now, really, I never see purple roses. So um, my sister talked about how gorgeous they were. And they were from a neighbor who actually grew them in her garden. Mm. So, uh, you know, we just talked about them. And, and my sister said that our dying friend looked right through her. And she could see on her face that she was seeing a, a better place, a, a kinder place. And, and she seemed so peaceful. So we left that night, and she actually passed away that night. 
And the next day, my sister, who lived, I'd say, about 15 miles away, quite a, quite a distance, um, that day, her six-year-old daughter came running in all excited. And she said, um, she came in with the rose, and she was excited because it was Mother's Day, and somebody had come into her classroom and handed out roses to everybody to give to their mother on Mother's Day. And she was the only one that got a purple rose. <laughs> that is hello from spirit on the other side. So there are quite a few stories out there that, unfortunately, I think a lot of us forget. But um, I'm going to bring in David, if he's still there. I've made him wait a little bit. And let's hope he comes in and coming in. And David, um, David Stevens runs Yoga of the Mind here in Colorado, in Denver. He's a fabulous teacher, as well as he does, um, he, he does readings, he does teaching, he does house clearance, business clearance. And, and on his other side of himself, he's an accountant and, um, and a business consultant. And I'm hoping we have, David, but I'm not. Oh, there you are. Yeah. David, thanks for joining me, and thanks for backing me up and psychically holding my hand. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a big deal doing one of these for your first time, so congratulations. Oh, it is. Yeah, thanks so much. And um, I just, I don't know if you got a chance to listen, but I just talked about our um, our flow of spirit, both in uh, where it changes your life, it's a pivot in your life, but also in the little things, in the little day-to-day -day things that you get your message from spirit where um, there is almost no way to ignore it. But so many times we don't pay attention. And I don't know yeah. if you were ever if you were able to hear us at all. No, I wasn't able to hear um, while I was waiting, but um, but I you know completely agree with you. And that's the thing. Um, that's one reason it's important to learn to meditate and make yourself more quiet inside so then you can catch those signals or hear that voice or sense. Um, sense where your next intuitive step is. So, um, so let's see. I was gonna just tell a quick story about one time where I followed my intuition and it, it turned out good. Um, so, is that all right? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we've got we've got two minutes. <laughs> okay. I gave you a lot of time. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, let's see. Well, maybe we'll expand on this because I think I'm coming back next week. But um, I was really busy. I got an invitation. I do house clearings, clearings of real estate. And I got an invitation to visit. Um, some American Indians were doing a house clearing for a, a realtor friend of mine, and I went. And my partner um, was, wasn't too hot on it. I was really busy, but I, I just felt like I should go. And... There were a lot of people there. The, the people who were having the clearing done were quite wealthy and quite well-connected. The mayor was there and people like that. And I talked to a couple people. They had kind of a reception, wine and cheese and all that. And I met a woman 
um, who said, uh, I told her what I did, and she said, oh, I work for the Denver Post. I want to write an article about you. And she ended up writing the article, and they did a video as well. And it was a really great experience because I felt very proud to, uh, there's a, was an edition, it was about 10 years ago, but one of the front page sections of the Denver Post had me doing uh, house clearing. And we still have the video on our Yoga the Mind website of me doing it. And it was all just through following my intuition and also being really open. I had no idea. I didn't go there to make connections or anything. I just thought it might be interesting to see, you know, how a different tradition did house clearings and blessings. And yeah, so that was, that was how it all turned out. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. And you are coming back next week, I believe it yeah. is. And we're going to talk about um, house clearing, but also what it's like from your side. What is it? Uh, do you see them? Do you feel them? You, you know, what do you say to them to ask them to leave? All of those things. I don't want to give right. too much away because we have a full show next week. So sure. uh, everybody come back. Come back and listen at what it's like from the psychic's point of view to do a house cleaning and then have uh, a house clearing and then have uh, people there and what it felt like to them to have their house cleared out. But um, it looks like I am coming to the end of my first show, and I really want to thank everybody. I want to thank Brenda for coming on and telling that wonderful story of how her life just changed around with the help of spirit. And Brenda, you can um, get hold of Brenda with Brenda Blies at gmail.com. It's B-R-E-N-D-A-B-L-Y-Z-E at gmail.com. Or go to her website for some of her fabulous products that she's between listening to the earth and using the sun and the moon. That is Soluna Infusion, S-O-L-U-N-A-I-N-F-U-S-I-O-N.com. And you can buy some fabulous potions from her as well. And David, I really want to thank David Stevens for bringing on, even though we squeezed him in <laughs> at the end, and he'll be with us next week. And David is the owner of Yoga of the Mind. He is a fantastic teacher. And he also does readings and house clearings. And then I'm going to talk about your the other side of your life as a business consultant and as an accountant. So um, uh, we have us all in here um, ready to help anyone who needs it. And I also want to tell you about me. You can come to my website at uh, com, or you can email me at uh, com at gmail.com. Oh, no, viewthroughtheveil at gmail.com, a website of viewthroughtheveil.com. Veil.com. And um, I would love to hear flow of, of spirit stories. I'd love to have some stories even to bring on future, um, future shows that we have. They're so uplifting and they, they just feel great. So thank you, everybody. And thank you for listening to my first show. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. 
Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.